0: Welcome, everyone, to Not Your Mama's Christian Podcast, the podcast that doesn't take itself too seriously. You right. What is it's it? It's a Christian podcast. Uh, well, I mean, but we are just a podcast. You didn't even too. do it right, though. Yeah, but...
1: Yeah. I let you... I, I allowed... Hold you. on. He's not done. He's host. not
0: done. Go ahead. I'm your host, uh, Eric Topper. A smooth-sounding wow. host. Um, I'd like Most to hear from my co-host, Eric. Yeah. Eric, why don't you say, Hey, everybody. <laughs> hey, everybody. And then over to my intern. Whoa!
1: <laughs> Whoa! How's it feel? Well, somebody what? had In to
0: the take the place.
1: <laughs> How's it what? feel, sucker the world? How did I go from the host to the
2: intern? Here's here's what happened, uh, Shane. Um I'm I'm going away for a couple of weeks at the end of the at the end of the summer and so I was like Shane you need to know how to do, somebody needs to, how to do this and I and Shane has a Mac and Topper doesn't so I said Shane you need to you need to do the recording stuff today to practice so when I'm not here if you guys want to record without me you can do it and so
1: now yeah, we, I got now stuck doing the intern work. Now we know I can't do
0: this, so, <laughs> yeah. so we're going to have to figure something else yeah. out.
1: My my first response was, well, let's just hire somebody else to do it. <laughs> but we don't Wait, have enough NYMers. You're NY-Amers. willing to pay? Willing willing to enough, to pay? We, <laughs> not paid. you, not you. We don't, but we don't have enough NYMers, so we yeah. need you so that I don't have to do this intern grunt work. That's that's a nice little little plug there. If you want to help support us
2: financially so Shane doesn't have to do any work, <laughs> you, can, uh, you can support through Patreon, Please. become an NYmer, join all the community. I all I want to do is show up, sit down and talk. That's it. <laughs> you can give as little as a dollar a month and as much as as That's much right. as you want.
1: Now I'm stuck doing this intern <laughs> framework. Wow. And Topper, that was a okay intro. It
0: wasn't bad, right? I'll-
1: I w- I was hoping for more because
2: before but, we even recorded it, you did a funny one and said, "Oh, do that," and then of course you chickened out and did not do the course. funny one.
0: But you can settle with this. Uh-huh. When you Settling, started, I
1: I started dozing
2: off a little bit. I was like, Yeah, oh, I'm just no, do this. you know, said, so, oh, any first listeners like, Oh, saying, oh,
0: what? Yeah. Well, this is my show now. Yeah, and you're right. You're uh, right. Since I am the facilitator, <laughs> I, I will keep it going. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Uh, the good, moderator good transition. So, go. Um, Eric, why don't we hear what's gone on in, <laughs> on, in your? Oh my goodness. <laughs> 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 Why we done here? what on your week yeah. right there? I'm not used to talking Eric, this much. What about going
2: on in all your life?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not used to talking this much, Eric. What's been going on lately in your life?
2: Um, I have a funny story. You guys, you guys want to hear it? Nope. Yeah. yeah, I'd like to hear that.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs>
2: <laughs> Shane, you're an intern. Your your pen is not matter. is terrible. I have man. to keep it
0: going. <laughs> I want to hear his story. So
2: I took um, Brooklyn and Savannah to McDonald's. I was trying to be a good father. It was Monday, my day off. I'm a pastor, so I get Mondays off. <laughs> um, I only work on Sundays and I'm a pastor. Yeah, I obviously. I only work one day a week. But uh, Mondays especially, I'm off. And I took them to McDonald's trying to do a nice treat. We get there and they are just being crazy. They're running circles around me. And if anyone's listening as kids, you, you'll get the story. They're running circles around me. I'm like, God, girl, stop. Come on, please stop. They're running into people. People aren't very happy about it. I eventually order their food. I get their food. I set them is up. This, is it packed? Is it crowded? Is it crowded? Not that crowded. There's there's a good amount of like senior citizens there, uh-huh. so they didn't care about those yep. them running into them.
1: Tell you what, senior citizens love McDonald's and Dunkin' Donuts. They
2: do, they do. <laughs> it's
1: like they go, we'll hang out there for like six hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry, go ahead. And it's always a McDonald's in Walmart. <laughs> yeah. um, so so I'm sitting there and I get
2: their food out. Um, Brooklyn does a pretty good job eating. Savannah eats ketchup that's all she ate <laughs> I was like please eat a chicken uh, out she packets just, she's just like I don't, the packets no, she's, not I a, she's just eating the whole bag so <laughs> I put some ketchup there for, and she's literally with her finger just doing it oh, eventually, eventually she eats enough I know it's tomato it's a vegetable so oh, eventually with a lot of sugar <laughs> <laughs> eventually they eat enough and they go they want to play in the play place so they go ahead and go play in the play place they go in there it's great 30 minutes of just Nothing. There is a little kid in there who's being a brat though. (laughs) Who like I saw him and he was like not letting my kids go and I was about to go up there and punch his shove him down the the slide. Yeah, but eventually his mom saw him and told him to stop. Yeah. Um so we gotta go and I get all the and I say, Girls, come on and they wouldn't go, so I had to go into the play place, the only adult in there to grab them and to get them to go. Put their shoes back on, get their bag, we're ready to go. Go out, just a door, normal door. It turns out it's an emergency exit. Oh when I go through it. Ronald and, must have been mad. An alarm goes off in the entire McDonald's. Every kid in the entire McDonald's starts screaming. <laughs> and every parent looks at me uh-huh. like they're going to kill me. Ah. No, no one was like, oh, it's okay. They're, they they just looked at me like, look what you did to my kids. Yeah. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I was so embarrassed. Like, We got to go. So I go to turn to go get somebody when I do... I run over Savannah, my youngest one and a half year old. <laughs> she falls flat on the ground and she starts boohooing crying. She's tough. She's tough. So she's crying too. So now Savannah's crying. I go to pick her up. And when I bend down, I have the diaper bag on me. And in the diaper bag, I have a cup of water. And when I bend down to pick up Savannah, the cup of water. <laughs> dumps out all over Brooklyn, oh <laughs> and now she starts crying. <laughs> so every kid in the McDonald's was crying, and it was solely because of me. Wow. <laughs> I made every kid cry in the McDonald's, so I eventually just grabbed them. We went through the emergency exit, because I already opened it. Yeah. The door was already going,
1: and we went home. Wow. So that's the so life... So you, you just like destroyed that place and left it to burn. I was trying to help,
2: and I just kept making things worse. And in my head, I'm like, the best thing for me to do is to leave. Yeah. To not make anything else worse. And no one helped me when Brooklyn was dripping in water. Yeah. No one helped me with Savannah. They just were mad at me. And wow. I think there's probably people cheering when I left. Yeah. So yeah, that's what happens. When you have two kids, it gets way harder to do anything. Like, just go to McDonald's. It's mm-hmm. hard to do. But... That was what I was happening to got your hands full. That was happened to me. Yeah, it's man to man defense. Well, I was only one, so I was playing zone defense. Just yeah. hoping for not to let up a big play. And I <laughs> failed. <laughs> and you let up a hail Mary. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Shane, uh, what what what'd you been doing? Uh this patch. Dude, what did you do? But the,
1: I went in done the uh in summer. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I went to I was in Indianapolis last week, and let me say this. If you're from Indianapolis, I'm sorry, because that is a terrible city. I don't know if we've <laughs> e- ever had anyone listen from Indianapolis. My goodness. You didn't market our podcast at all when you were there? No. Well, actually, no. I, I talked to some people, but they're not from Indianapolis. Oh, but uh, You didn't meet any locals? No. Because, yeah. I, honestly, I don't know who they were. Uh, well, I was at a conference, <laughs> and so there were like 10,000 ten to 15,000 people in that range. Who were there. So, you know, a whole bunch of people. But the city of Indianapolis, there's nothing to do in that city. It's like it's a small city and they've gotten nothing really appealing. I guess the appealing part is there's nobody there. There's got to be something there. They, they Indianapolis 500. They they have, there. Yeah, it, it, that, but that yeah, isn't but nobody, downtown.
0: Nobody likes, nobody
2: likes NASCAR. It's not, yeah. it's not Somebody, NASCAR. Some people nobody likes
0: whatever that other thing is.
2: It's uh, Yeah, it's, it's like the it's indie racing stock car remember. racing or yes. whatever. I don't know. Yes. See, we, don't, we, some, don't, we don't we're, care. We're going to get some <laughs> mad emails. <Yeah. laughs> People like, <"There> who is this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: um, but, uh, it's, it, but that's not even in the city. Like, I'm talking about downtown in the city. Mm-hmm. We were right in the heart of Indianapolis, right by the Colt Stadium and the Pacers and stuff. But it's like... All chain food restaurants. Like I had trouble hey, you don't, finding. You don't go to a local... city to get no to get McDonald's. You no, do that anywhere else. no. Like we went to P F Chang's. I'm like I could go to P F Chang's anywhere. I w- when I go to a city, I want to go someplace that has like new. What is local... Indianapolis known for? Food? Corn. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Did you get any? <laughs> no, literally. What,
1: there's there was like, you were lo- it's, it, I could tell he was like I was looking for it too. <laughs> no, no, no. I, th- there th- we there's a mall downtown, and we were walking through this mall, and there is a kiosk. That was literally a cup of corn. Did you get it? No. Why? Because it's a cup of corn. <laughs> but it might be good if it's if it's known for it. I'll get if I go anywhere if it's known for it. I'll get it. I don't know if, if I went to Indianapolis and it was known for corn. It I was like, but corn. it was like a, in a mall kiosk. Like I was like, I didn't look like anything hmm. that I was very interested in. <laughs> <laughs> you can't have it both ways. First you're complaining that it's
2: all chains and then you finally find one that has a local delicacy and you're unwilling <laughs> oh, oh, oh,
1: oh, oh. And you're unwilling to yeah, buy it. Right. A local delicacy? <laughs> yeah, right. that, that is a, a you are using yeah. delicacy very liberally. I don't man. really don't know what delicacy means. I just
2: heard people say it before. It's and and I can get corn at home. Hmm. Yeah, but people can get crabs other places but when you come here nobody says, "Oh, they they don't have That
1: sounded 30. We're, we're from
2: Baltimore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we <mean> Maryland crabs. <laughs> yeah, steamed
1: crabs. But like, if you go to like somewhere outside of Maryland, they could have like a Maryland-style crab cake. Have you ever been at a restaurant and it said Indianapolis-style corn? No. No, because it's... But you're the one who said they're no for corn, so why don't you get corn? That's what I assumed. <sighs> Anyways. Uh, bottom line, in the city of Indianapolis really disappointed me. What, what were you doing there? I was at a conference for the Church of the Nazarene. Oh. It's, it was our general assembly. Once every so four was, years, yeah, it's, it's a the worldwide deal. church has to get together and vote on things for the manual and elect leaders of the church called general superintendents. How was the preaching? Preaching was good because the general superintendents did it, except some were okay. <laughs> one guy... One guy I don't, I, just in case the general superintendent ever listens to this. Yeah, <laughs> if the general superintendent listens, listens we're already in trouble. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, one guy preached for two hours straight 2 hours. Yeah, he the preaching. That's not the service. The preaching was 2 An hour hours. is is long. Is too long. Yeah, he preached for 2 hours. Not double. I that. didn't make it the whole way. What was he was he preaching about? Uh he was preaching about one faith. Cuz the theme was one spirit, one body, one lord, one hope, one lord, one faith. Oh, so he was—he was the last one. He was the last one. Oh, wow. So, oh, well, he just, was bringing it home. He, he was bringing he needed it home. His time. Now they didn't all preach consecutively. Like, like <laughs> did, it's not like one finished and the next one walked out. It was days over days. Well, so. well. <laughs> it wasn't like a marathon, you know. To,
0: <laughs> anyway, so Topper, what about you? Um, well, I did a I did a day trip to the beach on Sunday. Oh, you beached it up? Oh, you went down the ocean, huh? Down the, the ocean. Little beach bomb. Yeah, and I got a uh, I got a really interesting. Um, sunburn it's only on the tops of my feet and on my ankles <laughs> yeah they you can are pretty see gross. when you're as pale as me you yeah. can see every little spot that you miss on every screen, little block it, it shows up yeah
1: you're, well if you don't know topper he is uh extremely pale oh yeah and uh he gets sunburn very it, easily yeah It like if he he goes outside for 20 minutes and he doesn't put sunblock on his neck he's I've done
0: got, yeah It. uh Sucks being pale. <laughs> when you
2: came home, when you came home on Sunday, I was like, "Oh, got a little summer in there." Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah.
0: If I start with trying to get the base now, I may have <laughs> I may have a little bit by August. So you, you can d- get a, a little tanner. You look tan. It tanner. Depe- depends on how. It's just that in the off season, I'm very I'm very white. Yeah, you look tanner.
1: Do, now, when you get sunburn, uh-huh. then then does that does it turn into a tan after?
0: Yeah, it normally will. Okay. Yeah, but I have to get You're it. I have to get a, lot a good of pain, couple. Huh? Yeah, yeah you and who and the and pain. cares about skin cancer? Well, no pain, no gain. Yeah. I know we've all heard that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that. Applies in a lot of areas in life. <laughs> I didn't
2: make that up. You guys know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, you'll get skin cancer later, but by the time you get skin cancer, they'll probably they'll probably be gone. it will probably just be a pill you take. it will probably just be one <laughs> pill, yeah. Yeah, and it's gone. And it's gone. Yep. Because you'll get. Yeah, you'll be fine. Anyways, um, so. Hey, what are we even supposed to be discussing in this podcast today,
1: Shane? Yeah, what's, so our, today, what's our goal today? Today we're talking about how can we discern our calling in life, whether that be... in Eric and I are, are pastors, so um, we could talk about how we've discovered our call into pastoral ministry, but but beyond that... Um, And Topper can can speak to this of having just a call in your life because what a lot of people don't realize is being a Christian means that you have a call to ministry. Whether or not it's full-time pastoral ministry, that's a much smaller group of people. But everybody who is a believer in Jesus Christ has a call to ministry. Just what does it look like in your life?
2: Yeah, because I feel like a lot of people that would consider themselves followers of, of Jesus are trying to find that Mystery. What am, calling. what am I supposed to? What do? What am I supposed to be doing? And and um, I think there's misconceptions about it because mm-hmm. of that. They're looking for that mystery, whatever. Yeah. Um. So they're so everything they're doing is like, well, how do you know if it's God's calling you? This, how do you know? And there are th- there are ways that I feel that God shows us that He's mm-hmm. calling us, and there are ways to kind of tell that when it maybe is more you speaking. But at the end of the day, it is faith. Yes. So you're never so anyone that says I know for sure God's you. There's no way that you're just saying that to, to um, make it seem like that you can't be wrong because you have there has if you have faith part of faith is a little bit of doubt mm-hmm. and so if you have faith that God's calling you to something then there's a chance that that possibly uh, it you're you're not sure about it there's going to be doubts because right. when I've done stuff with my calling I'm like I'm not always uh, is there this and and s- someone told me, um, an and elder from the church of Nazarene told me well there's going to be doubts you're never gonna know yeah. for sure that's why it's called faith but blah, blah blah but here's the ways that you know that you can know as much as you can know yeah. whether it's God yeah. calling you
1: so right well I think that there are times in life where things are just absolutely clear um, and but now now there are still doubts that go along with it but there there are times in life and it, it may not happen to everybody, and and it definitely doesn't happen in every case. But there are times in life where things are more clear than, than other things, yeah. and so that can give you. A little
2: I think more the confidence. things that are that are the ones that are absolutely clear when when you you're a Christian are um, certain things when it comes to how you live. Okay, yeah, you know what I mean, like like convictions. No, like things that are a sin. Now, I'm not, I'm not giving a whole list, but there are certain sins that are just so clearly cut in the Bible, you don't really have yeah. to pray about it and see if it's God's will. It is God's will. Yeah. Uh, example, premarital sex is one. So you don't have to pray about whether it's something you should do or not. No, right. it's just it's pretty clear in scripture. Mm-hmm. So it's there's no we have to worry about what God's calling is or anything like right, that. Right. You just it is what it is. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I see people do a lot of things like oh, I'm just praying if we should uh, move in together We're like you don't have to pray about that. No, <laughs> the answer is no. Yeah, yeah. You don't need to pray to God if you shouldn't it's, tithe. That yeah, the answer is no. <laughs> clear. It's clear for yeah. sure.
1: So, but Topper, do you want to speak a little bit too about since um, a, in your situation? not being in ministry but do you still feel like you have a call to ministry
0: yeah definitely i think um even though cuz i mean it's 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 definitely my calling is not is not to be a pastor but i think that everybody every human being out there if you call yourself a christian that you you have a call to ministry mm-hmm. you're called to um be god's hand and feet every day whether that means From a pulpit, or that means Mm -hmm. just at my my cubicle at work, you know what I mean? There's a way, I mean, there's a way that you can, um, you know, spread God's word. So can you speak a little
1: bit to what you feel like your call is?
0: um, Well, I mean, honestly, and this this might sound silly, because a lot of times we, you know, we... Joke around about the whole lights thing and the back. Uh-huh. but the
2: I was about is, to say like I said, I'm going to let him but, go. He seems a little more serious. Uh, I wouldn't
0: even say I wouldn't even say like that's like the calling, but more like but you're I, I work. I work well mm-hmm. behind the scenes. Yeah. That's what I. That's kind of what I've always done. Is what well, your job is in the, in the is church more behind too. The scenes. Yeah, right in the church too. Um, and so when it comes to like all these pieces make up the church. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yes, there's a pastor, but at the same time, yeah, absolutely. I mean how's you think about especially you you guys who had started churches i mean how does this church get um you know brought up and and tore down every week yeah you know how's how does the how's the production ran Mm -hmm. in the back the things that you don't really see Mm -hmm. that sometimes can be subconscious those are a lot of things that you know a lot of the areas i serve in it's just not it may not necessarily be regularly seen but um yeah i think that you have to go according to your strengths too because i mean that's it's it's not my strength to be a public speaker, but I mean, I do have other strengths. And but yet,
1: here you are speaking on a podcast. Yeah, that's why I don't talk very much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, well, uh, uh, can you talk a little bit then about um, uh, when you're talking about your vocation then, mm-hmm. and you you changed jobs right, a couple yeah, times. Yeah. How did you know that it was the right time to do it? What you know, and I'm sure that yeah. money comes into that and yeah, yeah. location, all the and what you want to do. But yeah. uh, how do, how do you make big decisions in your life that aren't necessarily regarding church? Right. But you're like I'm just trying to do the right thing.
0: Right. Well, I number one want to make sure that um, it can be as biblical as possible. I mean, I know there's nowhere in the Bible it's going to tell me, you know, what profession. Yeah to go with and which one to go with and which one not to go with. But I think as long as it's biblical, as long as you are praying Mm -hmm. fervently Mm -hmm. about this, um, then I think that, and I think I was actually talking to Eric about something one time, and he said that no matter what, as long as you take those steps, no matter what decision you make. So, I mean, I work in HR now. Say I happen to go down the path of, I don't know, physical therapy would I not be in God's will at that point of of course I would mm-hmm. be because I'm in his ways kind of yeah. thing and right. even if you happen to make a decision that you maybe you know your gut's telling you one thing and, and you actually do that and it's and for some reason that could be wrong I think that God's going to say okay hey Eric we're going we're going to take this and we're going to roll with this mm-hmm. from here mm-hmm. and that's that's honestly yeah. how you know yeah I think that the situation would be handled Yeah
1: so, that makes sense cuz I think a lot of times what what people are looking for is uh and and as a pastor I've dealt with a lot of people who were like I'm try- can you help me pray about this decision what am I supposed to do and people are looking for like this huge God moment right mm-hmm. like like the the sky parting and and God just making something so clear mm-hmm. to them it's like okay this is what I'm supposed to do and and like this revelation that happens in their life and where where honestly most of the time it is. Not going to happen that way, right? And uh, a lot of times, too, I think that there are two good things and there's not even a wrong decision.
0: That's yeah, that
1: yeah, yeah. What Top was kind of talking about, Mm -hmm. um,
2: there's a verse in the Bible that says, "Um, uh, and whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it in the name of the Lord. Yep. So I think a lot of times people are trying to find that center of what God's will is, right? And so if you think of like a bunch of circles the very center circle is God's will, the center outside of that God's ways, so the way he commands us to live, to look like Jesus. We try to to think that, a lot of times we think that God's will is a mysterious part and that we're trying to look for that, but if we're in God's ways, then we're automatically in God's will. I think there are times where God says, "You want to work in HR? Work in HR. Do it in my ways. Do it in, as a follower yep. of Jesus. Show mm-hmm. Jesus." If you want to, if you want to go do physical mm-hmm. therapy, do that too. But do, now I will say there are times where God commands you to do something. Do not, or, Jonah. Or do go not do something. Yeah, go to Nineveh. I'm gonna. You're gonna go to Nineveh no, no matter what, whether it's in a boat or a fish mm-hmm. or going gonna go to Nineveh. There's mm-hmm. times where God does that too. Mm-hmm. But I think too many times we're focused on like, "What's God saying? What's God saying?" Where instead He's yeah. saying, "Don't worry about." This mysterious God's will. Just focus on living in His ways, and whatever you do, if you're yeah. living in God's ways, you're already in His will.
1: I think a lot of times people think that they're living in a movie, and uh, and mm-hmm. you know, I we've we've seen too many TV shows, too many movies, too many music videos, right? Do you ever do you ever like in your life think to yourself, man, I'm I look like I'm in a music video right now? Like you're walking like a slow. There are and...
2: times where <laughs> I will be doing stuff, and I'll and I'll think man, what if this is like the Truman Show? <laughs> <laughs> and like, like everything, that's my selfishness. Yeah. Everything revol- is revolved around me Yeah, yeah. and I'm the only one doesn't know. I thought that. And then <laughs> I'm going to start acting cool. I'm driving yeah, myself yeah, now. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, so uh,
2: the whole world's watching me. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: yeah. never thought that, Topper? No, i <laughs> never
2: thought
1: that. <laughs> well, that's just a self Because part, you I don't
2: care about Jim Carrey as much as you and yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. We're well, big oh, Jim Carrey Jim man. fans.
1: Just in case I don't see you. What
2: is it? No, no don't, don't finish it. Topper, finish it. Truman Show. In case I don't see you. I'll see you later
1: <laughs> What is it? Good, good afternoon, afternoon good, good evening, and, and good night, night. Yes, Come on, of wow I, I, know, great movie. I was wow, joking, guys but, uh, <laughs> but anyway, the point that I was making was A lot of times, we see these movies That are like, exciting, right? And we think that everything has to be Dramatic, and have this this Pinnacle, and this peak, and all Tension, and all this stuff, where I, A lot of times, life does not play out That way, mm. and uh, and and or you
2: really don't want it to play out that you way. You don't, because if it's because if it's a movie, then there's gonna be really terrible parts, which is gonna yeah. you're gonna have
1: storms. But then but. you're gonna win in the end, unless <laughs> it's a depressing movie. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, we we had this mentality of there has to be this huge moment, and life is not really that way. I honestly think a lot of that is to
2: blame for pastors. Mm-hmm. How many times have you heard a pastor say, "I was doing this, and I just felt God. I just heard God tell me this." I believe that happens, though. Yes, yes. But I've heard a lot of pastors give that speech, and I remember being like, I've never heard God say that to me. Mm -hmm. I've never, like, people, you ever ever heard pastors talk about it, and they basically were were implying that they heard God say this? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I would think, well... God has never said that to me. And I bet a lot of listeners would be like, I've never felt like God said something I mean, to me. You've never audibly heard God. Like, yeah, oh, that's for sure God. Because yeah. how do you know if it's your subconscious or how do you know if it's just your inner thoughts or whatever? How do you know yeah. what, what it actually is? And we can get into how you actually do know that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember starting to think like, so I'm going to have that moment in my testimony yeah. mm-hmm. at some point in my life where God's really going to just go boom and there he is. Um, and I haven't had a... Boom! There, there yeah. he is. I've had times where I'm like, I think that's God speaking to me. Yeah, but I haven't had a boom. Right?
0: Yeah, I feel like a lot of times you you the times that you hear God speaking is really when you when you're looking back. Yeah, when you look back. Yeah, and you, and see, then you see it. Yep. You, it's so much easier to see because when you're in the moment, it's like I don't know. I mean, is this? Am I thinking too much with my heart, my head? Is this my you know gut feeling? Is this God? Yeah. But then, you know, you look back and you can see a decision that you may have not been so sure about. You're like, oh, look at how God brought me through this. Look what he did through whatever situation that was. So, yeah, I think it's easier. You can see that. Absolutely it is. You know, look at yeah. hindsight. So, Shane,
2: how did you, going from from your, you first decided you had a calling to go into ministry. Um, how'd you go from that to knowing that your calling has changed where you were still in ministry but you are now called to be a church
1: planter and a head pastor compared to a student pastor. Well, well, for me, because working in youth ministry for almost 10 years, and, uh, and the church that I was in, it was in that church's DNA to plant other churches because... Uh, Crossroads is where I worked, planted Connections, which yep. is the church Eric is involved in. And uh, that was the second church plant. And then they also planted another church called Alive. So City on a Hill was the third church plant. And so I've seen it happen. I've been around it. I worked under AJ, who is the lead pastor at Connections, and uh, the lead pastor at Alive, Steve, was my uh, youth pastor. So I saw all of those happen. And... Pastor Kevin, who kind of groomed me, and he's the lead pastor at Crossroads, groomed me in and he he never pushed me in that direction, but I saw it, and something just started to stir inside of me. I I always knew from the get go. Well, being a youth pastor is extremely similar to being a lead pastor. Mm-hmm. You you are a lead pastor to that church of teenagers. And and you know that's not meant to create silos in the church and 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 separate teenagers from, but yeah, and also doesn't mean that. Every youth pastor should be using that as like a stepping stone. Exactly. Yes, I was going to say that because oh, okay. way too many youth pastors yep. think I want to be a lead pastor, so I'm just going to I'll do this my youth time ministry. Mm-hmm. I I still believe this as a lead pastor. The most important ministry in the church is the children and teenagers because that's when they make their decisions. Yeah. Mo- the majority of people, and I don't have the exact stats, but it's something absurd like 80 percent of Christians decided to be a Christian at like in the, between the ages of uh, like 10 and. 14 or something like that. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's in the adolescent years. That's where most people deci- That's make That's where you're decision. deciding everything. Yeah.
2: That's where you're deciding when to So that ministry do
1: is so important to me. And if you are part of a church that is not investing in those years, then stop everything you are doing and go invest in those people because they absolutely need it. And think about it this way. How many kids or teenagers come because their parent made them come? Mm-hmm. How many adults came because somebody made them come? Yeah. Not many, unless yeah. they're married to somebody who made them come. Yeah. But overall, all the adults are there because they want to be there. Yeah. So it is extremely important. Uh, so, uh, sorry, I kind of went on a little tangent there, trying to get yeah to my do a preacher shanky. <laughs> I, I like it. I'm pretty <laughs> passionate about some. It's a little extra Sunday for me. <laughs> and, <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, we can skip Sunday. <laughs> yeah.
1: So when the, I finally decided to. Uh, where I felt like I was supposed to plant a church, um, it was about five years before I did. And it started off small. Like I saw everyone else do it. And I was like, is that something that I could do? Is that something that I am called to do? And and I kind of always knew from the get-go that one day I would want to be a lead pastor. Um, and, and so that has, from the beginning, was kind of stirring inside of me. And um, Pastor Kevin said something to me. And he was like, you're going to be a lead pastor one day. And so uh, he started to give me opportunities to be a lead pastor at Crossroads when he was gone, you know, preaching a whole series when he's on vacation or, or kind of taking, I started to go to board meetings, started to learn from him. And the, the key to discovering your call is that you have to kind of dip your toe in the water a little bit and you have to kind of, kind of feel things because a all the times we say, you just got to jump off a cliff. And eventually that, that does happen. Eventually, you do just have to make the leap, but you should test things first. You should feel it out, and you should try to put yourself in that situation, and and that's where I really discovered this is exactly what I want to do, and this is where God is leading me because I loved it whenever I had the opportunity to do that.
2: And it matched your strengths. Yep. 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 What some of the stuff that you're just? I love good being at on whatever. stage. I love speaking yeah, in front I of people. <laughs> I have
1: that's like one of my favorite things. One part about being one a pastor time is teaching. And I preaching. was at some. Uh, it was called Mac Weekend.
2: It was assessment for the Church and ministry when you, when assessment you get, center. Yeah, when you're getting your licensure, they do take you away for weekend and make sure you're not like crazy. Yeah, um, a lot of things. It's way more than that. They but. make sure that you have a call. Yeah, they, they yeah they want to make sure before they give you a license. And at one point one of the people said like who here loves to be in front of people and on stage and when they're asking a punch question you would stand up and i was the only one that stood up <laughs> and i was like and they were
1: like yep yeah, i could see that i was like,
0: yeah, I love to do it
1: Yeah, i i have no f- there is Hopper would not have stood up no
0: heck no no
1: it's very rare for me to ever be nervous going out on stage yeah i don't get nervous it's just i just don't and so and i love it but but I get nervous when I'm just have talk to a random person for the first time and like have
2: to make small talk.
1: Yeah, that's what I get nervous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely for sure. So, but with all those things being said, I try, I tried it a little bit, tested it a little bit, and then other people started to affirm me. If nobody is affirming you in your call, yep, then that should be a red flag. Mm-hmm. But you need to know who you should who you should be looking for to affirm you. Mm-hmm. Not not like. Your best friend who just wants you to do, yeah. you know, whatever people that will actually be happy. honest with you, not just yes.
2: surround yourself with with yes you men. You don't want will, yes men. Or or just people that are gonna say who are gonna give their opinion when they don't really mm-hmm. deserve to give their opinion. Exactly. Yeah. So but so people that you respect, that yeah. you look
1: up to, and that you know are also pursuing the call of Jesus Christ. Yeah. So to discern your calling, yeah. let me break it down.
2: You went with what people affirmed in you Correct. when you said, yeah. I think I want to do this. And the people that are close to your inner circle, your yeah. inner influence said either, yeah, that's that's.
1: I think you can do that. And that, I think that, that, a- that was consistent in every stage. Yeah. When I decided to become a youth pastor, yeah. it was because Pastor Steve, my youth pastor, said, you're going to be a youth pastor one day.
2: So you went with that. You went with um, what you were good at, yeah. what, you, what God gave you strength wise mm-hmm. and just what you're passionate about you you started to tip your toe in the water and you realize I like this mm-hmm. this I'm this energizes me yeah whatever and doors that God wrote was opening for you Correct. you're at a church that planted churches yeah and they said you're going to do this mm-hmm. one day well
1: I went to Pastor Kevin and I said I feel like I'm being called to plant a church and he was like uh yeah obviously like he yeah. I, I came to he didn't say anything to me first but when I went to him he was like yeah I know like it wasn't a surprise to him at all. Yeah. And then as you start to go into that call, God provides. Yep. Because especially to plant a church, you're you're going with nothing, right? It started with talking to my wife about it. Yep. Then it started with talking to my pastor about it. Then it started to talking to other people about it, my family, my friends, you guys, all those sort of things. And then and and then uh, you're like, "Well, I don't have anything." I don't I don't have any the people so where am I gonna find these people yeah. and most of the people that serve with me now I did not have on my list of people I wrote down a list of people that I was like I feel like these people will do this with me some of them did but the majority of people are people that came to me that I was like I didn't even know you yeah I didn't I had very little relationship with you and now they're in an extremely important part of my life and my ministry or yeah. God's ministry not my ministry. oh wow wow Pastor, <laughs> <laughs> so just in case the general superintendent's listening, yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, if he's listening. He clicked it off a while ago and made phone calls. That we are not pastors anymore. <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, so, so that's okay. So, you guys talked about some of your calling stuff, mm-hmm. and one big thing has been happening with me. Mm-hmm. And at this point, my our church has announced this. So it's something I'm able to talk about. You guys already knew about this. I've talked to you guys long before a lot of other people even knew about it. Um, but like you, I was starting to feel that call to s- plant a church as well. I was like, you know, my my little brother's doing it. <laughs> I think I can do it better. No, no please. <laughs> no, but it started for me at that Mac Weekend that, that we're talking about. Right. Where we you take a bunch of assessments there, and I took an assessment that was a church plan assessment and Ken Balch as a board name to remember, he goes back in the story. Mm-hmm. He, um, he came up to me later and said, Hey, you know, you took the church plan assessment. You scored off the charts. I was like, yeah, but that's because I just helped plan a church. He said, I'm not sure if that's what it means. <laughs> and uh-huh. I was like, okay, but I mean, and so from there, it was always in the back of my mind. Like, you know what? I think that's something that possibly one day we'll do. Mm-hmm. I have no idea when, no idea when, and then things started to happen. And then, uh, as my wife and I started to pray about it more and think about it more, we're like, "Oh, um, I think this is like coming up." And I met with my head pastor, and I, Pastor AJ, and I, and I told him, "Hey, I think something's coming." I don't know what it means. I don't know if it means I plant a church. I don't know. It's, and I said, this is all the examples I gave him. It could be any of this. It could be playing a church. It could be doing a satellite church off this where it's still part of this. It could be taking her for you. It could be going with Shane for Shane's church. I have no idea what it is, but I know the role I'm in now is not where God wants me to stay for long. Mm-hmm. He wants me to go somewhere else. He's called me, and I want you to help me pray about it and figure out what it is. He went, okay, let's pray about it. And we'll figure it out. And then from there, it was about a year long of just us praying, my wife and I praying about it, AD yeah. praying about it, figuring it out. And then, I, then we got to the point where, where it was so loud that that you know what, it, it's to plant another church. Some doors opened up, like we we're talking about. Um, some opportunities opened, uh, and then I talked to other people about it. They affirmed it, and when I talked about Tipperary. Putting your toes in the water. I've been doing that for years at right, connections. Right. AJ gave me the role of basically practicing to be a head pastor yeah. for years. So, um, so, so then I started to then I talked to AJ and we started the process. And the process, and we're only talking months at this point. At this point, this podcast has been released. It was uh, announced to my church two, three days ago, two days ago, mm-hmm. that I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. And it was like, uh, I don't know if you got this, but. You're you're going from a pretty big successful church mm-hmm. to do a church plant, which is scary. I'm going from a church of a hundred people mm-hmm. at on a good, maybe even ninety people, mm-hmm. like different people, to a church plant, and I and I went through a, like a time of uh, feeling guilty, like what if I leave and. 20 people come with me mm-hmm. and then connections really suffers for it. And I think that's also me being sinful and prideful. Like, Oh, it's yeah. about me and, and no one can do it as good as I can do it. Right. So I was kind of catching that too. And, um, and when it got announced at our, at our church board at that point, it was done. It's, it's happening no matter if doors open or closed in certain areas that were, it's, it's going, we're going that way. And after I, we, it got announced at the church board a couple of months ago, someone came up to me and talked to me and basically was implying that I was making a wrong decision. Mm-hmm. So I had to go home and like pray, like talk to Eric. I was like, I don't, are we doing this? Like, is yeah. this right? Like, did you have that? When uh, you did that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, well, and there are so many just questions because like you said, for me leaving a, a very successful church of like on a weekend, anywhere between six, 700 people or more, uh, on a good Sunday, like Easter's, like close to a thousand people at Crossroads. So, from leaving that, that is secure, and where I could work through the rest of my life and be able to provide for my family, and and I would be fine, and I would love what I was doing. To starting something brand new that could fail, yeah. yeah there's a whole bunch of those doubts that go in. No,
2: but I was asking, do you did you have anyone
1: that literally went up to you and said,
2: "I you're I, implying that you're making a wrong decision?" No yeah so yeah. once it was announced at board meeting and you weren't uh, t- you weren't there top um once it was announced like right away the first person after board meeting it came up to me was basically implying that you need to really think about this mm-hmm. and so i was like oh crap am mm-hmm. i actually making the right decision now because yeah. i at that point i've talked to both you i, I actually talked to topper a lot about it. he lives in my house so like i tell him every step of the, of the way mm-hmm. And I've talked to my parents I've talked to AJ I've talked to Erica I've talked to a bunch of people that I'm really close with that I really care about what mm-hmm. their opinion is. This guy I really like and he's and I know his heart is he's looking out for for me and for the church and for everything else but he doesn't really know me mm-hmm. He doesn't really know me in a in a more intimate level or whatever so it I started to freak out mm-hmm. and I had to, I went through some like some major guilt. And like sadness, because I don't really want to leave Connection right. Church. Actually, it just got to the point where it was like I can't do anything but what I exactly. feel like God is screaming in my in my ear at this point. Of you need to go. I was and I met with Ken Balch again, mm-hmm. and I and I said that to him. I Was like I feel guilty, I feel bad, and how do I know if it's really? And he said what the three things you said. He said, well, it's faith, so you can't really know, but you go with what you're passionate about and what you're good at. Number one, number two, you go with what people are affirming in you, people that are close to you, and number three, you do, go go with what doors are opening. Yeah. And if all three of those things are happening,
1: then you know as much as that, you know. That's as good as you're going to get for yeah. most yeah. of the time. That's what he was saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, I think I, I I've shared this. I know preaching a lot of times. So I'm sure I've shared this on the uh, podcast. But uh, uh, you, do you guys remember me talking about the guy talking about putting his fist in a bucket of water? No. So he, I was at a pastors' conference, the Orange Conference in Atlanta, and he said uh, that he felt like if he was gone, then then the church would really miss him, and and it would it might fall apart. Like a lot of the thoughts that you think that I thought too. Yeah. Everybody thinks that, right? Because that's the the prideful part of us. Man, if I leave, well, this ministry is just not going to be as good. <laughs> and I, and, pe-
2: and people that have told me that. Imply that I shouldn't leave is because of that, yeah, too. Yeah, and, that, yeah, and that even definitely. pumps me up even more. Like, right. well, if you leave and you bring and you take, like, yeah. some, like, like if
1: Topper goes with you yeah. or if Frank goes with you, like, then what's going to happen to this yeah. church? Like, so, like put it on my shoulders now. Mm, so the guy speaking uh, said that he was having these thoughts when he was going to leave his church, and he was talking to somebody else, and, and the guy said, this is what I want you to do. Go home, fill up a bucket of water, and stick your fist in the bucket of water. Then pull your fist out of the bucket of water however long it takes for the water to replace your hand is how long it'll take to replace you <laughs> so, saying you're completely replaceable Yeah. and, and God does not depend on you. Yeah. Right. And because the, and the sign of a good ministry is a ministry that doesn't, aflo- that doesn't fall apart when the leader's gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and since, so since then I've started to develop
2: my launch team, some people like that, um, uh, by the time the scoring's out, we just had our first like launch team meeting, uh, cookout type thing. It's more just close friends. The goal is to launch with fifty people in September of twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. We're gonna call it Impact Church. Um, and uh, there's there's different things we're we're doing mission and vision. But since then, we have had a family that came that uh, felt the 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 wife of the family, the mom of the family. She came from a church because she really wanted to go to a place where they needed help with small groups and they needed help with students. And I'm the student pastor and I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. Guess who needs help with students soon? We do. And our small group pastor just happened to move to California. So we had no no one for small groups. And then another guy, a friend of mine that called and said, Hey, I'm, I'm looking to make a transition from where I am to be a student pastor. And he lives in the same area and, uh, and can we meet with AJ? When we met with AJ. It's like, oh, this like... So right away, God was bringing other people to take that spot. So show me number one, I'm not that important. <laughs> number one, I need a reality check. Number two, if I'm called to go somewhere else and I ignore the calling and mm-hmm. stay where I am, that means I am taking a spot from somebody else that actually is right. being called to go to that spot. That's right. Mm. So I'm messing up a whole sequence. So with me leaving now, there's somebody else that is now moving on that has a more passionate calling anyways and will mm-hmm. be more successful because mm-hmm. of it than I ever was and bring a new life and energy. So that was another way of like, okay, this isn't just me. God's yeah. bringing people already to, re- right. to, to Get replace Get out of the me. way. Get out of the <laughs> way, and I'm just going to start moving forward. So um, it's pretty scary. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, it's terrifying. Yeah, you know more than more than I do at this point.
1: I mean, I, I, the I still do this. We've been going for about a year and almost a half. And every Sunday, I'm like, this is a Sunday. Nobody's going to come. <laughs> this, is the, yeah. this is the week. Nobody's going to show up. And and if your church is anything like our church and connections and crossroads, then once service starts, there's nobody there. Once worship is over, then, oh, okay, people came, right?
2: <laughs> top. how is attendance for us at 11 o'clock when it starts?
0: Oh, boy. Most, <laughs> most of the time... It's eleven o'clock, and we're like, should we start the countdown now? <laughs> <laughs> should we wait like three minutes? We're like, yeah, wait three minutes to start yeah. this because yeah. there's no there's but, no point if you're starting a countdown and yeah. people are up on stage ready to start performing and no one's sitting out there, it's pretty awkward. Yeah. So. But then,
2: but then when you delay it, then that tells the audience, well, we don't have to be there at eleven. Yep. And that what came for his cherry egg. I will not. People ask me all the time, like, "Well,
1: there's not that many people here. Why don't we just wait a few minutes?" Nope. I am rewarding those who
2: arrived on uh, yeah. time. Well, there's people at the nine thirty service. There's times at 9:30 service because you go to the 11 o'clock mm-hmm. top. 9:30 service where we don't have anyone because <laughs> because it's our it's our lighter service. I Aim mean, it's more of our volunteer service. Yeah, and so people are not there yeah. at all. So it's like oh we just start anyways. And yeah, I'll sit out there or whatever. You
1: Got to do what you got to do.
2: But yeah, so. but I want to give um just a props and shout out to like AJ, mm-hmm. our, my head pastor, because this and this he's been very supportive with with this transition. Um, and it's like. We're both sad about it because I've worked with AJ for so long. It's a huge change for me and my family. We don't know exactly what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. We, I'm, all, The end of August is my last day at Connections, a place that I've been there for how, how long we've been in church, six Jeez, or seven uh, years. And I don't know where I'm going starting September. I'm going to have a job for a couple months. So there's a, definitely some worry, and I'm, I'm not as nervous about it as Erica is. Erica's really nervous about that stuff. There's a
1: position opening. Oh, where as an intern?
2: <laughs> I know, I know what it pays. It's not well, <laughs> so we need people to help support the Patreon so my family can live. <laughs> but uh, and and if anyone has any like, especially if there's people that are local that are looking for a good church to go to, um, I don't know of any other one. Than the one I'm gonna start. <laughs>
1: so, oh, wow!
2: Wow!
0: <laughs> he just did you dirty. What shameless plug! You've
1: got <laughs> <Thank> goodness.
2: <laughs> oh man! If anyone listens to this podcast, they definitely like Shane is definitely the more pastorally of the two.
1: <laughs> yeah, team. but um, I. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that just means that I'm not because I just said that. Yeah, you confirmed mm-hmm. it. If anyone's the most pastorly of, of the three of us, it's easy. The RIC Topper Heart Stopper coming at you with them
2: lights. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's right. But yeah, so so it's been a long <laughs> like, oh. process of discerning uh, God's calling for me and this huge transition. And I just and not to get like all like Christian right now, but I do ask that people pray about yeah. about all of it and mm-hmm. um. Because cause we definitely need it. And pray for Shane's shirt or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Please. And pray for um John Johns Hopkins where Topper works. That's right. Pray.
0: Well, no matter where you are. <laughs> Number one hospital in the U.S. Um, yeah. <laughs> no matter where you we are. went down a couple spots, actually. Oh, where, where are we at <laughs> now? I think we're f- four. Who's one? I, I have Let's no idea. Him. Let's egg them. Yeah. Know, but That'll I think we're four him. overall. Still, it's not bad. Yeah, U.S. U.S.A. Well, uh but no matter where you
1: are, uh part of your call to ministry is to pray for your church and to pray for your pastor. Um, that is extremely important because uh if a lot of people don't realize this, but the pastor is praying for the whole church all the time and praying for you, but not many people remember to pray for their pastor. So that's important that you do that and. Prayer matters. It makes a difference. Don't take it lightly. It's so easy to think that it doesn't do anything. Yeah. But it is so important that you are praying, 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 praying. Yeah.
2: Yep. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. (laughs) Yeah. Excellent. So, congratulations, Eric. Hopefully, you find work or something. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Yeah. 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 Hopefully, things go well.
2: Um. And hopefully, people aren't too mad at me once it was announced. I did talk to my small group. Yeah, it's My, my Collide mm-hmm. uh, leaders uh, our student ministry. I'm still doing student ministry for a little bit longer. Have you have transition. you talked to the teenagers?
1: No. That was one thing. It might be too late now. But Well, it's being announced at church. Yeah. that. But that, I'm going to do a, a, a talk with teenagers. That happened too. But I wish that I did the talk with the teenagers first. Hmm. Because it's too it's late, too late <laughs> for you now. But that's what a lot of the teenagers were hurt because they didn't know. It it didn't come from me specifically. It came from Pastor Kevin, yeah. And so they they weren't mad at me, but they were just like shocked. And I wish that I talked to them personally first before. Oh, no. so you've already you're already messing up. Yeah, that's too late. That's because that,
2: <laughs> because we're it's announced now. Yeah. Um, I did talk to the smaller leaders for that reason, and and um, I was like trying not to cry and uh-huh. everything because I mean, oh, I cried plenty. Yeah, because it's just. I oh, know it's sad and exciting at the exact and nervous and everything else at the exact same yeah. time. I think Just I do any kind of big transition like that and being vulnerable. Cause it's super
1: vulnerable. Yeah. I used to be able to hide behind uh, my head pastor or whatever, and all of a sudden now remember. I won't be able to do that anymore. I cried when it was announced. I cried when I apologized to the teenagers for not telling them first, and then I cried at the last parent meeting with the parents. <laughs> <laughs> but you're a crier. I'm a crier. You're a little baby. <laughs> yeah, I'll cry. Oh. So, but hey, um, it's it's pretty cool though to see people stepping out in faith and and doing um, what God has called them to do, and and even though. You're my brother. I'm affirming you, and I believe that that's, <laughs> that's... That uh, is okay, the that's calling enough, in uh, your uh, life. Thank you. But I that, do believe uh, that. And so uh, I, I want to... I say c- the same thing to you, but that's enough.
2: <laughs> that, <laughs> no, no joke. That was the most personal Shane I've ever been yeah, yeah. in a long time, and it
0: was... Awkward. It was appreciated, <laughs> but very <laughs> I, I awkward. I wish everybody could have watched it. Because <laughs> <laughs> as Shane was talking, Eric, Eric had his head down. I was like, okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I am affirming it,
1: and uh, and... If you are trying to figure out what you're supposed to do in your life, first first place to go is is to the Bible and praying and, and talking living God's ways, living God's ways, and talking to your mentor. If you don't have a mentor, find one. Yep, um, you need to have a mentor, and you need to be mentoring other people. Yep. So that's would any great.
2: would anybody else in this room like to affirm it? I mean, we're while we're affirming possibly my calling, Shane affirmed it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just curious if there's anyone else that would like to speak up and possibly affirm anything.
0: No. You don't, get, <laughs> you don't get any more, any more attention. <laughs> well, throwing out, the, throwing out these plugs for his new church and this putting yeah. shade yeah. on the bus, I'm not He's having it. He's trying to take people from my I'm church. I'm not having it.
2: Who am I taking, Mom just, and Dad? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <This> <laughs> is just, this, I'm borrowing them. This is the Eric. always wants to be on stage. <laughs> yeah. Center of attention. Affirm like me, days. everybody. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness. Well, we've got little else to say.
2: Little Zynotabra's already affirmed it a long ago. Well, we've got nothing else to say, so... Goodbye. Uh, no, that's... that's No, we can't just... <laughs> <laughs> that would be such a That's it. <laughs> that's, way. That's actually
0: really good. <laughs> that's no, actually really that's good. too <laughs> well, so See you guys. No, well, no. nothing else to say. Goodbye. No. <laughs> All right, y'all. Um, and we're back. <laughs> and we're back. So I just want to remind everybody because it looks like you all forgot (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, you can leave a five-star review for us Uh, we've
1: got a couple recently Eric you need to stop it with the shameless plugs all right you've talked enough about yourself it wasn't about me that was
0: about us (laughs) yeah I know but you're making us look bad topper all right yeah we also have a website yeah that (laughs) uh, I made that Eric made (laughs) oh my goodness nymchristianpodcast.com you can go there. You can leave us messages. You can see our pictures. <laughs> yeah. You can send us some questions if you like. Yeah, uh-huh. we we're those. always accepting questions. We to, also hey, your, what was that You got A question? I don't, I don't care. care. It's not, not your mama's questions. questions. There it is. Uh, we got a Patreon page too. Yeah. Yep. Um, keep that coming in.
1: If you if you want Eric to have food
2: for yeah. his family yes
0: keep that in
2: mind i might be homeless for two months
0: yeah yeah but fa- we're still getting facebook. our cut
1: <laughs>
0: follow us facebook twitter instagram yeah um other than that that's all i got for you why don't we why don't we end this with a song oh i that. love
2: ending with a song uh-huh um you sure you don't want to
0: just say bye well see you later <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to sing how about uh, a little song I like to call Faith. Faith? By who? By Limp Biscuit. It's by George Michael. <laughs> all right, but this Limp Biscuit covered like it. The version yeah. we like is, is the Limp Biscuit.
2: No, George Michael version is good. Oh, please. RIP? George freak. Michael. <laughs> don't, don't, and RIP Limp Biscuit. They, they're they definitely not around anymore, not are they? Dead. <laughs> they're dead. Yeah. Dead to me. <laughs> Where are we starting from? The pre course? Yes, I, I don't know. Yeah, if I, know start, it I don't all. know that was. how going to start. Oh, but I need some time off. Uh, I guess oh, it oh, would yeah. be nice. Uh, no, yeah. no, 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 no.
1: No. <laughs> Alright, Shane,
2: go ahead start us off.
1: A one. A two. Oh yeah. A one, two, three, four. Hold <laughs> on. It's not good to have to remind <laughs> it. A one. A two. A one, two, three, four. Not the right timing. <laughs> <laughs> Don't one, just do it two, anyway. A one, two, three, four. Oh, but like I need some, some time, time off from that, that emotion. emotion. Time to pick, pick my heart
2: up, up off the floor, <laughs> <Ooh>. but, <laughs> but I need some depth without, without the emotion.
1: Will it take the strong man, man baby? <laughs> but gonna, I'm, I'm showing be- you that door. I gotta have faith. Have faith. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I gotta have faith. Faith, have faith. I
0: gotta have faith, faith, faith.
1: Eric <laughs> I
2: nope, doing, goodbye <laughs> I was doing the Limp Bizkit said, version bye
1: <laughs> oh
0: bye thank you for listening to Not Your Mama's Christian Podcast make sure you subscribe and leave us a nice review to support the podcast